Chris Friesen. Hello, Ben. How are you, my man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, drinking some beers, you know. He's, uh, he's MIA. Hello? He's MIA. Who's MIA? Mickey. Seriously? Dude, he's, he's missing. He's probably still in Winnipeg, but he's missing. Really? I reached out to him via Facebook. And nothing. And somebody that we actually work with now, so this is, this kind of shows how small, I don't know if this is indicative of Winnipeg or the world we live in, but someone that we currently work with actually hired Mickey at another job a few years ago, and Mickey's not at that job anymore, but he was trying to track Mickey down, and, uh... Yeah, Mickey, the info that we've got is that Mickey uh, Mickey took off in the fall, and um, that's all we know. <laughs> that's super crazy. Take it a step further. I, I tried to look up Mickey's last name via, like, 411 and white pages to see even if his parents were listed or if, like, he had a number. I mean, I know everyone's on cell phones, but people still have addresses and, like, yeah, we've got digital phone books. Man, there is nothing on the internet. Like, the entire internet, there's nothing with his last name. Really? Yeah, there's like one thing that he posted ever, and that's it. Uh, well, he's kind of like a... Uh, I wouldn't say conspiracy theorist, but he... Uh, I guess he tries not to leave a digital trail as much as possible. Because I, I don't know. Like, he has, he has like, um, what you call it? Like, he's active on the internet. Like, if I look at his Facebook, it's active. Like nine hours ago, February twenty seventh. Like he's active. Maybe he's just trying not to be found. The last post, like the last public post, is like December sixteen. So he posted, but. I don't know, man. He there's like no digital trail for him online. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> the kind of when we kind of split our ways, he uh, he got like he's super like political and like zeitgeist and all that kind of stuff, and he kind of like was into that kind of stuff. So not leaving a trail makes sense. I'm surprised he even has a Facebook. I think you got to find him. Oh. I, I probably could. I mean, we, we talk every so often, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah, you got to find him. So that, that ball's in your court. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm Ben Grenell, and this is Character. Episode 5, Jesus Land. Too. Okay. 
so my neighbor from I had this neighbor for 20 years great friend shout out to Rob he's a great guy he started listening to the podcast and as the stories developed and as he's listened and as uh, the story has unfolded on Instagram with other small details he's got some insight and he said hey man my aunt used to work at the elementary school that you went to <laughs> so small world yeah so he asked her and he said like hey do you do you remember this kid and of course she doesn't because she said that chris friesen is the equivalent of john smith which makes sense does yes that's true especially especially in winnipeg but he gave her some of the other names uh from ep4 so when we, when we were talking about alfredo and brad Dude, she remembered. She was like, yeah, I think Brad died in an accident, and she remembered Alfredo. But she doesn't remember you, and I sent him pictures of you, current day, and she passed, or she checked him out. She can't remember you, but mind you, I tried to find ones with like the least amount of facial hair right now. So, <laughs> I, um, I've gone through some pretty physical transformations throughout the chapters. Like, I look nothing like I did a couple of years ago dude don't tell me that like we're gonna get we're gonna get another 10 episodes in and you're gonna be like yeah i got plastic surgery and <laughs> no no i just uh my appearance changed quite a bit like um when i show people at work um images of me say like five years ago they're like there's no way that's you and i'm like yeah man that that's that's totally me i like right now i've got like short hair wear a toque all the time got this curly mustache thing going on that's fairly new but like back then like say even five years ago i had like five maybe longer than that maybe five or ten years ago i had long hair down to past my shoulders i didn't wear glasses i wore color <laughs> like i'm completely different well dude we got to get a picture of you when you're young and we'll get it to uh to my buddy's aunt and we'll see if if she remembers you because if she's got stories or maybe she's got some insight about like when when you took off that year that would be insane as far as uh we're only separated by a, a few degrees between all connections in the world and uh yeah it'd be pretty be pretty nutty yeah um i think now i know I know Scott's mom. I've mentioned Scott before. Scott's mom actually volunteers at that school now. Okay. Um, but there is this, like, it wasn't like a, t she wasn't a teacher. She was like a teacher's hand or, or a, whatever you call it. But she was the one that was like, she basically grew up with me because she was the one that dealt with those special classes every year. Hmm. So, like, I, I, can, I can picture in my head, but I can't remember her name. But, yeah. She definitely would know all of us troublemakers if she remembers me, that is, or like any of us. I was very quiet, too, I think. Uh, I was very loud, and then I went quiet. Hmm. Well, we'll see what we can piece yeah. together. Yeah, it's um, crazy. One other thing I think it's important we talk about, it's something that's been on my mind, and I, I think that it's come up more as – like everybody loves talking about this story, whether it's through uh, through social media or 
um, in person. People love talking about what's happening each episode. And a lot of times I'm hearing people say, oh man, I just feel so sorry for the guy or I feel bad for him and it's so uh, it's so sad. And you and I have talked about this pretty openly. Um, yeah. It, the, the thing is that if people don't know you, like you don't want or expect or um, ha- have anything where you want somebody to feel sorry for you. True. Like, um, it's a really strange feeling because when people know about this or, like, if I talk about these stories or something like that, everybody's like, man, that is sad. And I'm just like, yeah, it, it is sad, um, but it's it's built who I am now. So I don't know. It's, it's a, I don't really know how to react half the time. I'm bad at reactions in general, but... Um, yeah, like we had one person. She said that she couldn't even listen to it because it was so sad. Yeah, and and it's, I mean, it's your perspective, right? So you're, like, you're a happy dude, and yeah, uh, you, you like you just you're enjoying your life, and it's not sad to you because it's your life, right? Yeah, and that's why you don't want anyone to feel bad because you're like, why would you feel bad for something that I don't feel bad about? It's just that. This is your life, and um, you're sharing it in the same way that somebody would share that they grew up playing basketball in a neighborhood and ate macaroni and cheese for dinner every night and did their homework. Yeah. Like, it's just what happened in your life, and and you understand that that's just part of making you who you are. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little crazy to think about. Also, like, I also feel like the, the whole the more you're um more you're faced with a certain situation if it's good or bad the more immune you come become to it like i think that i've had so many bad things happen to me in my life that when something bad happens i don't see it as bad as it could be maybe if that makes sense of course yeah so like i've gone through quite a bit um growing up and then I went through a lot of like self-discovery on my own like I thought growing up was hard but when I was on my own that was even harder like just like mental stuff and like having to deal with life because growing up I was I didn't know normal things like conversing with people was a weird thing to me because I don't know I just always kept to myself too because there's like a lot of times I'd be sad growing up so um yeah it's 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 weird to think about and and i guess that now that you're older and you can be more introspective and more reflective of that situation it's probably easier to dissect everything and be like ah that makes sense why i was sad because it was pretty gnarly it's pretty gnarly and i mean the thing is if i didn't push forward if i didn't didn't try to better myself and stayed in the past, I probably would be a destroyed human. Like, without a doubt, I probably would not be a functional uh, functional human person society, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I've had to do. It's just, okay, this is what happened to me, and I had to push for it. It happened in a lot of different times in my life. 
where I was confronted with a really bad situation. Um, I got really, one of the jobs that I had um, before I went to school was, um, it totally drove me to the ground. I didn't think I could be any more depressed, any more destroyed mentally by somebody in my entire life. I was, I was scared to go to work every day. I was like, oh, it was terrible. Um, but after that, after that situation, after I got myself out of that situation, I realized how much better it could be, how much better it was that I got myself out of that situation. So if I stayed trying to, to be that person at that job, I was just going to stay wrecked. I had to push on and, and, and try to be a better person than what I was, or try to not let my feelings control me. Yeah, man, I can imagine that's pretty pretty tough when you're in that mental state. But uh, when you drive through it, when you when you put your head down, and sometimes you can see uh, see the horizon through the fog, then it, it's just that little bit of push that gets you through it, and then it's like a, a new valley on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, um, I'd like to say like that. Uh, it's one problem I have like huge trust issues like I don't trust anyone really so it's um I always feel like when I'm in those situations that I have to get out myself and then when I do get out I feel better because I don't want to rely on on people to help me get better so um I've I can't even remember but I've always, I, I think it probably even started when I was younger like when I got when my grandfather was um, in the hospital for that accident, that I had to take control of my own life and grow up faster and try to like steer myself in the right direction, even though I didn't make good choices. I've I've made some really bad choices and I've done some probably pretty bad things, but um, I feel like it all led to this point, like where I am right now. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it sounds like it. It's it's quite apparent that whatever it is that you've gone through and we know some of it um i mean it's led you to a good place you're 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 in a good place just from being a great great person great human being and uh yeah i mean it's diving back into some of the stuff that that we've talked about with owen um that's kind of where we left off before sounds like he's made some bad choices right yeah he has and he's paying for them but um according to keegan he's trying i don't know how much i believe that because he's shown me firsthand that he can promise to be trying just like my mom and then he just doesn't try so i hope for the best for him i i've tried to help him but uh he just doesn't want help he just thinks I think he has the same mentality that he has to do everything on his own and if that's the case then hopefully he'll find his way let's lay the the bazooka here man I, I've been waiting a week to hear the story of uh, of Owen from last week I know the tiniest piece of it and it is gnarly to say the least oh man I can't eat like I was thinking about this too like I'm just like oh this is gonna be like it's not that long I feel but it's just like this this weird introduction to how crazy my family can be <laughs> like my my grandmother is is like 
like I can badmouth her all I want, but people are going to have their own opinions about people. But she's crazy. She's nuts. So, um, this was, like, a long time ago. And I don't even remember how I heard about this or, like, what was going on at the time. I think somebody in my family was, like, freaking out. I think it was my cousin. Because my, my mom was more close with my cousins than she was with me. Um, because my cousins were more like they're 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 all basically her brother and like my cousin like his daughters they're all kind of like that i don't know drug addict not drug addicts sorry they're not drug addicts but they're just like do drugs a lot and just i don't know they're just not like me at all so she hung out with them more they're not drug addicts but they do drugs a lot they do drugs a lot so they're just finger they're they're just do a lot druggers then like they don't yeah. <laughs> it sounds kind of like a drug addict to me no i mean i mean if you if you're like smoking marijuana a lot i wouldn't consider you a drug addict i don't know yeah i mean let's not get into that because it's that's a whole other world yeah we're um, gonna we're gonna both have some views on that and that's not let's not okay. digress right. too much on that okay cool so um yeah my mother would whatever hang out with her um so my grandmother i i don't remember who i heard i think it was my cousin um nicole and um so what was happening was my cousin was worried about my brother and i don't talk to my family like nicole uh, is my one of my cousins chrissy is my other cousin i rarely ever talk to chrissy but nicole is like the older one we're closest in age so she um she calls me and is like have you like seen owen or like have you talked to your grandmother and whatever and so she and, and i'm like no she doesn't know that I don't talk to these people. Like I never talked to my mom after the, after she, like, stole from me and stuff like that. And my my grandmother, I like I disowned her completely because she ruined me and my grandfather's life, basically. And so, like I'm like, no, I don't. And she's like, you should probably get to your grandmother's apartment. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, what does this even mean? And I can't even be that old. I think. Like, I didn't have a cell phone, so I'm pretty sure she called my Oma's house or my aunt's house now and wanted to talk to me because I would go there every day after school. So she's like, you should probably get there. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, something weird's going on. Um, I, I overheard, like, I'm pretty sure she told me she, like, overheard my my mom talking about it. And my mom was into it, which is the weird thing, too, because for, I don't know, I, I never thought that my, my mom would be like that. I don't know. I... I still had an early um, image of my mom, I guess, just stealing shit. Um, So I'm like, okay, I guess so. And um, I go... Now, my my grandmother had moved um, from that kind of corner apartment by Chief where um, Stacy kind of lived. She moved to an apartment closer to where my aunt lives now. It's on, um, I think... I can't remember the street. It's it's close. To, it's on the corner of Edison. There's a 7-Eleven there. But um, so I go there and I ring up my my grandmother and I don't get an answer. I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, what is what is Nicole saying? Like, maybe she's not not home or whatever. So um, somebody came because somebody came to let us in. Um, well, actually, what I did was. 
So this, my grandmother's apartment had a pool and growing up, it was really close to Scott's house. So what we would do is we would go to, there's a side entrance that was directly connected to the pool. So, and we'd wait for somebody to leave because it was also an exit to go to the parkade. So we would, so what I did is I went over there and I waited for somebody to come out so I could go in and uh, somebody just so happened to come and like walk out and so I went inside and I went up to my grandma's apartment and walking through the hall was just the weirdest thing too because I haven't been in there in a while and that's a story for later um I knock on the door and I hear my grandmother she's in there but she doesn't come to the door so I like check to see if it's open and open and there's my grandma with my mom and Owen up on the wall. He's like on this freaking like this wall piece thing. It wasn't a cross. <laughs> it wasn't a cross. It was just like some weird wall thing. And I didn't know this at the time, but I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh my god. I'm just like, and there's there's candles and there there's there's weird shit everywhere and I'm like, uh, first I don't know, first thing that came to my mind is like, what is this? Is this some satanist shit? Sorry, I mean, we talked about the swearing thing, but I think this is warranted. And so I am just like, what are you guys doing? So I, like, freak out, and I, like, rip him off. And he's still a kid, so him being on the wall is not very hard for him to be there because he's fairly light. He was a small child like I was. So I, like, rip him off the wall, and, like, I'm like, what the heck is going on? And my grandma's like, stay out of this. And my mom's like, quiet? And then it was just a really weird situation, so, like... Um, what happened too was my, my, my aunt was freaking out about this, uh, that I had rushed out of there. So she went, I guess she overheard me. So she came there to my, uh, grandma's house, but she couldn't get in because she didn't know how to get in like I did. And then I'm like, I grab Owen and I'm like rushing out of there because they're like up on the wall and they're like got this book, which I guess maybe was the Bible. And I don't even know if it was. And then they're, like, trying to give him, like, an exorcism or something. I, like, later on found out that's what they were doing. They were trying, he, they thought he was so bad that he was possessed or something, had a devil inside him. They tried to give him an exorcism. They were, was, trying, to, they were trying to nail him to the wall and crucify him. Or something? I don't know. He wasn't really on the wall that hard. Like, it wasn't that hard to get him off the wall, but, like... He was on the wall. He was. I think it was like tied by like like something like maybe like a sheet or like I don't know what he was up there with, but it was like the weirdest thing. And I grabbed them off and I ran out and and we went back to my aunt's my oma and my aunt's house with him. And I didn't really tell my aunt what was going on. I just like it was like we gotta go. They're being weird. There's candles and shit. And my aunt didn't even question it, which normally I'm I'm surprised she didn't question it. But she knows how crazy my grandmother is, so I don't know. So then, yeah, so later on I found out when I talked to my mother, she was they were trying to give him an exorcism because he was bad. Like, I know the kid was bad. Like, he got kicked out of schools, and then, like, he tried to light Keegan's hair on fire. But that was, like, later in life and, like, like nuts. So that's basically what happened there. Have you ever talked to Owen about it? No, like me and Owen have never really had an adult conversation. Like the first adult conversation we had was maybe like a year ago when he was in trouble in Saskatoon and he needed some help. 
Yeah, you gotta. You, you kind of drop that like that. I have a feeling, just based on on we're four or five. This is episode five now. Yeah. I have a feeling that anytime you just like slightly drop something, it's way bigger. <laughs> it's it's kind of big. Like like what more. what the heck happened, man? Like you said, he he went out west. This is this is my recall of you saying it in passing. So last episode, you're like, yeah, he kind of went out west, then he was in Saskatoon, then I had to go pick him up in Saskatoon, and that was it. Yeah. So what happened there was um, he got in trouble here, right? He got like put in jail for the grand theft, and then. I don't know the story deep enough, but I know that he got into more trouble and he had to leave Winnipeg. So he left Winnipeg and he went to BC to stay with his side of the parents, his his aunt and his 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 cousin, I guess. Uh, I don't know all that much about that situation other than he got in trouble. And then Keegan was always really upset about it because she like he missed her birthday and like he missed all this stuff and he never called so he, she was really upset because we talk so often and um so then i kind of got like a gist of it and then by reading his like facebook posts and stuff i kind of figured out that he was kind of work he was supposed to be working and like it seemed like he was trying to work in a grow up but he was also dealing drugs at the same time so like he and then he got into some trouble there where he didn't have any money so then I had to, like, go pick him up or something. Like, I can't remember, like, what happened to him. But I was actually supposed to go to BC to pick him up. But he ended up getting to Saskatoon somehow. So then I picked up. And then, like, I had to leave work. I had to talk to our boss. And, like, I'm like, I have to leave work to go pick up my brother. Because otherwise he's basically going to give up. He was, I, oh, right. He was talking about suicide. He was, like, talking about killing himself. So I called him up. I'm just like, dude, like, what's going on? It's like, it's like, it's like, come get me. So I was like, okay, all right. So then I went and I went to go get him. Crazy. And then he, you got him back here, and then like, what happened to him when he came back here? He just went off on his merry way, and he he had a girlfriend here that he was with, so he went with her and. Um, and then, oh yeah, right. He, he tried to do some job searching or talk. He talked about going to school that didn't work. And then he went to, um, Brandon. Did he go to Brandon? I can't remember where he went. He went somewhere and then he stayed with somebody and then, um, he got into, he was selling drugs again and then he couldn't get back to the city. So he asked me to send him some money so he could. So I gave him 20 bucks so he could get here or something like that. Jeez. And that's that's the kind of the the last again, it's the same feeling of my mom stealing my stuff, then she never talking to me again. So I lent Owen this twenty bucks, and then now he hasn't really talked to me since. So it's the same kind of feeling. How did you deal with it when it like he he was pretty open to you about he wasn't psychologically stable. Like if he was talking about suicide and that, which is good that he is being open about it, right? Like that's the first step is is talking about it. But how, like how did you deal with that in the sense that you knew he had um, let let a secret out of the bag 
and then you have to go pick him up and it's like you can't just let him go off on his own because that's dangerous right so like what what did you do when you got back here the the see the thing is about it was it wasn't like like we've never really seen him talk like that before so i wasn't like i was scared but i also wasn't too scared like i think he was just really in a deep place like a dark place at the time i don't really think he was suicidal so and then when he got back he hasn't shown any signs of that at all so i don't know if it was like a cry for help Hmm. or something like that but uh yeah he hasn't had any signs of that and he's actually doing pretty good now i guess so i don't really we didn't really look further into that yeah well i hope he's doing better now maybe we can have a conversation with him too we'll see yeah see how this all pans out so you've, I know we talked a little bit about you were trying to uh, trying to get in touch with some people. You tried your grandpa, ended up talking to him last week, and your aunt. What uh, what other information have you been able to dig up? The same stuff keeps happening. So um, I had to call my aunt. Actually, called me because I had a bunch of her, uh, or she has a bunch of my mail because my mailing address is still there. And I, I keep trying to, like, dig information out of these people. But they just don't want to talk. Like, I'm... They just don't want to talk about things. Like, my, my my aunt just likes to stay in her world now. She has her family. Um, they're not messed up. So, like, she likes it that way. And then um, I have talked to my grandfather. He was, again, super sick. Um, and he just does the same thing, like... And, and the thing is it's weird because there's there's only two people in this this world that have really been able to get to me in a conversation where i can't like i can't think straight and it's him and then somebody we'll talk about later but like he can get me to the point where i can just not ask questions and he'll just like dance around my questions like they don't exist it's frustrating were you able to get in touch with uh the the lady who was married well potentially married to no let me rephrase i was stupid the lady who was married to the man who is potentially your dad oh that situation is a little strange so there was one morning that i woke up here and um i guess i don't sleep very well so i guess i was thinking about it a lot all night and i was like man what is this kid's name again I know the last name, but I couldn't remember his first name. And I'm like, man, whatever. I'm like, it must be in my history, right? Um, so I can't, I couldn't find it. And I and I looked on Facebook, and I'm like, man, like this doesn't exist. And the weird thing is, it would be technically in my history because everything else from that point was in my history. Like I could search up something on my Facebook and it would just pop up because I've searched it before. So I put in the kid's last name, and I couldn't find him. It was really weird. Like, I spent, like, two or three hours trying to figure this out. I asked Cody, and I asked Brittany, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, just, like, I can't remember this kid's name. Like, Sheen, I said it to Sheen, too, but I um, couldn't, he couldn't, I couldn't get a hold of him. I don't think he had internet at the time, and he doesn't use his phone unless he has internet. And um, so I, I gave a call to uh, the woman. Her name is Lisa. And I gave a call, and, and I got no answer. And I tried all, uh, like, what is this, last weekend, I guess? Yeah. I tried a couple times, and I got no answer. 
So it was a little strange to me. I couldn't find the kid online anymore. And I knew her name and her last name, but I couldn't find them either. Find her either. I, I don't think I looked her up before, but I tried. So I'm a little little weirded out about it. So I'm going to try. I'm going to continue trying to figure it out. Um, and we'll see where that goes. Because if they don't exist anymore, it's a little strange. Dude, you've got like the most mysterious life possible. Yeah, like this. <laughs> could be a whole another weird thing going on we'll, we'll figure it out trying to track down anyone from your past is just near impossible plot twist no just kidding <laughs> yeah that would be uh that's so weird like i don't know i don't know what's going on there so where do you want to go where what's uh what's the uh, next step here you want to talk talk more about uh when you're in elementary, I know you had a little bit more to say about that, or do you want to move on and just keep crushing uh, some new stories from different periods? Uh, I thought I'd give a little insight on my grandmother. I feel sure. like we haven't really uh, acknowledged like her f full existence yet. Like She's been in these stories. We know about the exorcism. We know that she left and... Uh, all this other crazy stuff but like i keep saying like i keep using the word and it's a pretty intense word that she's crazy like i honestly believe she's crazy and i'm i mean i'm not the most sane person but she's she's crazy um so my grandmother um little insight on her she um she had a couple kids with my grandfather she had my mother cindy she had my uncle Kelly, and she had my other aunt and Angela, Angie. So after every kid, she had left. She like left my grandfather. Every kid that she had, she took Pat would pack them up and leave for a while. So this like whole concept of leaving wasn't new. So like when she came to pick me up and leave, it was just like it. I guess it was just another one of those like grab a kid and leave type situations um so we know her as like having like i've talked about it that she's a hypochondriac and she always thinks that she's sick and she actually eventually um was i don't know what happened but she got put on disability because she couldn't she couldn't function anymore she just thought she was sick with everything all the time. Um, but she, at the, so there's a there's a point where in in the in my being or in the divorce where it got kind of really weird. So there was a part where I was like staying with my grandfather for a while, and then there was a part where I was staying with my grandmother for a while, and there was a battle for me, uh, for, for custody over me, um. So I'd stay with my grandfather, and he'd be really sad all the time and crying. But then when I was with my grandmother, this is where it got really strange. And it, now that I look back on it, it was really weird. So she lived in that apartment with the pool. And when I would go there, we'd walk through the halls. And I can the, this is so weird because like I can picture the halls in my head. We'd walk through the halls to get to my grandmother's apartment but she said not to talk like i couldn't talk at all 
And the reason being was there was microphones in the fire alarms. I was like, and as a kid, I'm just like, okay, I guess I won't talk, but there's no reason. Like, I didn't understand. Now that I think about it, it's like, why couldn't I talk? Like, what was, what was going to happen if I talked? <laughs> like, I'm with my grandmother. Like, what's, this is weird. So she, there actually were microphones or she just had she just, some conspiracy that there was? She, I feel like there was a conspiracy. Like, why, why would there be microphones in the fire alarms trying to pick up my voice? Like, she could talk. And oh, I had like, to nod. Oh, like, like she thought they were just trying to tune in on you. Yeah. Like, she would ask me <laughs> questions and all I could do was nod, right? In the halls. <laughs> no. <laughs> weird, right? Yep. Okay, so that's really weird. And there was also fire alarms in the apartment. But she said that at a certain time, I could talk. Weird. I don't know. It was strange. So, like, when I was there, and to, to win me over, my she would every time that I was there, she'd buy me a Lego set. So I'd buy a Lego set and whatever. I'd play with it. Um, that wasn't really important to the story. But when... I was there, she always had the radio playing, and growing up, my grandfather and my grandmother loved country music, but they never played it in the house. They only played it in vehicles. Um, so I, I, I didn't get much music in my life when I was a kid, like, at all. I think I got Elvis, maybe, once in a while. That the and... the end of a Ninja Turtles. And, like, an F-150 hoedown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... The only other song that I knew growing up was at the end of, I can't remember what Turtles movie it was, but it was one of the Turtles movies, and it was the the credits. I would literally watch that entire uh, VHS just to listen to the song at the end so I could dance to it. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm at my grandmother's, and she's playing country music all the time. And she would, she, she's like, Chris... I'm going to give you this pen, and I'm going to give you this piece of paper. And you're going to sit next to the radio. And it, I can't remember the exact sequence, but it was something like every other song, every fourth or something, some certain amount of words, write them down. Okay, and I'm like, all right, why? And she's like, because it's a message from somebody for me. It's like her her lover or somebody. It's like a message to her. Right? Okay. Um, I'm a kid. I guess I'll do that. So, like, I would do that for hours. <laughs> I, I sat there at the radio, and every other song or whatever it was, I would write down every whatever couple words she was saying, or at least what I could think they were. And from my understanding, it was just a bunch of gibberish on a piece of paper, because, I mean... You just take a bunch of lyrics from every other song. It's it's not really gonna do anything, or it might. I don't know. I thought it was just gibberish. So but, in, instead of playing Lego, you're decoding radio messages like that kid Ralphie from uh, Christmas Story. I have. I don't even know what Christmas Story is. Oh, dude, <laughs> this is so <laughs> good. Like every every like like average pop culture reference that like probably top 10 pop culture references that i pull out <laughs> you just have no idea it's so good 
Yeah, oh, I man. didn't have, well, I don't know. I didn't have um, family tradition movie um, watchings, I guess. And, like, I don't know. I kind of made up my own stuff. I guess I had a pretty good imagination growing up. I think so. I, I, I figured out music for myself. That was a weird thing. I just, oh, one day at a at a friend's sleepover, everybody's like, "Oh, my favorite music is punk music," and mine's this, and I'm just like, and I was like watching MTV, and I'm like, rap came by, and I'm like, my favorite's rap, and I had no <laughs> idea what rap was. Like, I didn't even know what the frick it was. So, um, yeah, that's how that went. And you're like the last guy to listen to rap right now. Probably the last person to ever listen to rap. I'm not a huge rap fan. I, no. I just don't understand it, I think. No, like your your appearance is definitely, I mean, not to judge a book by its cover, but I wouldn't peg you as like a, a hip-hop blogger. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, not, 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 not a rap guy. I mean, I'll you're listen not, to some stuff. You're not a sneaker collector who has multiple Rolexes and flat brim hats. No, no, I have like one two hats other than the toques that i wear my collection of toques um yeah i have a friend though from online that i game with and he's like very much the only person that i've met online that's like me that listens to this exact same music uh dresses the same but he is so into rap and he is so into collecting sneakers like his whole instagram is just him buying new sneakers every every week i don't get it like raffles and stuff anyway digress yeah that's a different world man yeah so that's the kind of stuff that my grandmother would do would she would tell me to do these this this crazy stuff all the time and she'd always have these crazy like get rich quick schemes i feel that would get her i don't know in somewhere in life so when i think of my grandma i always think of those core things was like the crazy like um the way it felt like how she was divorcing my grandfather but it ended up the way it was is she was divorcing him she was she like she was addicted to money it felt that's how my family made it seem anyway because she would like i would have a child tax she took my child tax and she would use it on herself and then i feel like when she divorced my grandfather, the only when she realized that she was going to get a huge sum of money from the divorce, she just continued with it because that's what happened was she got a crazy amount from the divorce or however that works and then left me and my grandfather dead in the dirt. Like we were poor as shit at that point. So I'm not too fond of her. Yeah, as, that's uh, sad, man. Yeah, this whole thing. Um, kind of unravels. Um, yeah, and to go to, sh and it goes to show how mad I was at her that I hadn't talked to her from like I don't know the point where the the resolution or the like the final decision that I was going to be with my grandfather, not her, up until my mother's funeral. That's basically that huge gap. Yeah, and that's, I mean, when we have talked about it, you said that you don't think people realize how um, how big a step it would be for you actually to reach out to your grandma, to, to reconnect with her, uh, 
to get to the bottom of some of these stories a little bit more. Yeah. Um, that is always in the back of my mind. Also, you know, um, I'm very stubborn, so that has that plays a huge role in it. Like, that's, like, everybody says you're going to turn on your parents. The only thing that I, I, the only trait that I pulled from my grandfather growing up was his complete stubbornness, and I'm so stubborn. So that plays a huge part as well to me not wanting to talk to her. I don't want to rekindle or just I don't want a relationship with her at all, but I also want answers. So it's like a battle. Yeah, I mean, if if you're up for it, if it does come down the pipeline, I think that that would be an avenue worth pursuing to see. Like, our, our leads are pretty limited. You know? Like, we don't have... Um, we don't have too many people that seem to have information that uh, that we know of, and it's getting harder and harder to uncover them. Yeah, I mean, again, the Mennonite way, hush-hush about everything. Um, yeah, um, I've weighed the choices, uh, or the whatever, um, and I think, like, I'm, I'm not totally against... Um, contacting her for information um as long as that's all it is i'm pretty okay with it um i know she wants to talk about her will with me she called my grandmother or my aunt and wanted to talk to me but i wasn't there at the time so she wanted to talk about her will um she kind of messed up her will apparently dude maybe she needs you to decode it for her (laughs) maybe (laughs) but yeah, there's like a huge, like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Maybe what you were doing when you were a kid, listening to all those songs, you actually were putting together her will. Putting together her will. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm her, in her will, 150% of it goes to me. Are you serious? I'm completely serious. And... The thing is, it doesn't cost that much money to alter your will, I don't think. But she refuses to spend the money to alter the will. So when she called my aunt, she had a bunch of specifics that she wanted to use. Like, um, Angie gets the jewelry and Kelly gets like the cabinetry and I get the house and all this stuff. Like, that's what she wants. She thinks that like I'm not going to divvy up anything after she passes or something like that. I mean, like, it's really strange to me that after all this time, I'm still the one in her will that would receive everything. Not like there's probably anything there anyway. So she lives in Crystal Lake, though, you said? Yeah, she wants... The the one request that she had... Well, there's a couple requests. The main ones were if I would divvy up the certain things to certain people, like the, the, the... the cutlery or whatever the heck they call it the fancy cutlery and then like jewelry and then cabinetry but she said that i could the house was for me to do free range but she wanted me to i guess not free range but she wanted me to rent it out to somebody there she had a cat too apparently or a couple cats anyway it was just uh it was just weird to me that she still hasn't fixed that whole thing yeah well if you do reconnect with her, I mean, it sounds like there's there's a lot of opportunity to 
to have some of the conversations that like there's only one chance to find this information out you know there's only one chance to to do what and it's up to you it's whatever you want to do right like it's not don't feel pressured from me or from anyone who's listening that you have to do anything in particular you do what you think is right and if if you want to reach out to her to find out more good if not then um we'll see what we can figure out with uh with the leads we have yeah we'll see how this goes i think there's there's a couple ways that it could go in my head um and i think i know how it would go though so um we'll see how this goes so what were you saying there's a story about water dogs when you were a kid oh man so water dogs this is like there was a we talked about my childhood and like um we talked about with about like the kids that i grew up with in kind of introduction to my like crew that i grew up with and the water dog story (laughs) man okay these poor water dogs we were like it was like me uh mickey brad devin we'd always be like at this point in our lives we were like getting older we were buying marijuana all the time we were just like getting high like crazy at brad's house and like we were practicing our graffiti that stupid s that every kid tries to do because they think they're cool and we would like blow hot box these water dogs they're like they're cage they're like fish type newt things oh dude i had no clue i thought water dogs was like a type of toy no water dogs are like these like creatures they're like little newts with or like fish things with legs okay and they would like eat each other's legs and they grow back so it was really weird and so you, ba- how how old were you at this time? Oh, I don't know. This was much after our first experience with attempting hand quotes to smoke weed because it was not, it was just a leaf. But well after that, we figured out how to do it properly. Okay, wait. When you said you're a little bit older and you're buying weed all the time, like by a little bit older, you mean you were like nine, ten years old at this point? Like nine or ten. And you were buying pot. Yeah, off of. The local scary dude. He lived down the street from Brad, and he, I can't remember his name now, but he was like a big BMXer scary dude who would drive around in a like a, like a greenish-gray old car and sell weed to kids. No so friggin' way. Yeah, so we'd buy weed, like... And it was really sad. So my, my first experience with weed was, like, I felt like a drug addict. Like, that's how it felt. Because, like, we would buy weed, we would smoke it, get high, do what we wanted to. I couldn't skateboard for shit when I was high. My legs just didn't work. Like, I couldn't even push the damn thing. Um, But, and then once it was gone, we figured out a way we would, like, find money somewhere. Or Brad would steal money from his mom. Or I would ask if I could go get a Slurpee from 7-Eleven. We'd put all our money together and we'd go buy more weed. Like, that's just how our, 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 like, summer vacations would be. Like, you're in grade three and you're buying dime bags with, like, every last penny you dime have. Bags. 
yeah, we would we were just I just I remember one time we came back from Big Wave Foods. No, no, no. This was a 7-Eleven one. So we came back from 7-Eleven with this big haul of like candy and and stuff like that and we found 20 bucks just laying on the ground and we're like, "Dude, we're buying weed today." And that's what we did. That's crazy, man. Being like so young like that. I mean, I think it it just seems so normal to you, but for so many people, like, I don't remember exactly what I was doing day in, day out in grade three and grade four, but I know it was very far from that. Yeah, well, we didn't have, like, we didn't have our parents, all our parents didn't have any money, really, so we didn't get to do cool things all the time. Like, my, my biggest event would be going to Kildonan Park and going to the pool. That was, like, a huge thing. We didn't really get to go, like, you know, to Tinkertown or stuff like that when we were kids. We didn't really, yeah, do any of that stuff. We just were, like, super street. We just lived on the street, hung out on the street, skateboarded, smoked weed, did really bad things. It was, what, uh, other, what other kind of bad things did you do? Because you always say you were so bad. and I mean, some of these things, like... I wouldn't suggest that smoking pot at nine or ten years old is a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're a bad kid. It It's probably not the smartest thing for a young kid to be doing by any means. But I wouldn't say it's like a bad thing. I mean... No, I mean, like, we, we would... Uh, obviously, like, stealing pretty on the regular was a pretty bad thing to be doing as a kid and not getting caught for it. Actually, Brad did get caught he got caught on the on a henderson sutton 7-eleven stealing something and he was never allowed in there again throughout all our teen years but we used to oh we used to just like we used to steal from our parents to get weed like i said before i'm trying to remember certain things like were we ever lighting fires and doing other shit like that that young kids tend to do light fires and i don't know vandalizing things and i was obsessed with fire when i was a kid i don't know what it is with certain kids like i read stories like growing up about kids and liking fire but i loved fire like i still love fire i'm completely obsessed with bushcraft and starting a fire with sticks is probably one of the most rewarding things ever but, like, we used to just burn things to the ground. Like, that park that I talk about, it used to have so much in it, but we burnt most of it to the ground. Like, I think right now, all that is in that little park by Mickey's house is, like, one of those gigantic cement tube things and, like, a swing metal swing set. Like, I'm pretty sure that's all that's left. There used to be, like, like a, a wooden-type playhouse thing and the wooden sandbox. That's gone. And you were burning those things down? Yeah, we were burning those things down. So, like, another thing was we didn't hang out with the greatest people. So, like, gate night was a really crazy night for us. Because we would just, like, a crew of, like, little kids. Like, I would say, like, 30 kids running up and down, like, streets, egging people's houses um, was pretty bad. But then it got kind of worse. We started hanging out with, with, like, worse people that would, like beat people up for no reason and i remember um one one year we were like going around and there was a guy and he thought he was so cool 
and he had an eight ball in a sock and he was going around and like I don't even know how many cars this kid vandalized, but he was smashing windows like crazy. I remember like going by Chief Pegwis where I got um, jumped. He he like there was just the line of cars. He broke every single windshield on those cars. And then um, like I don't know, we just hung out with really 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 not good people. And then when we go, we actually Brad got into the uh, he got into like selling drugs for a while and then at the i remember showing up at the the, the bowl I, I remember talking about it before but we used to like m make sure that we get money from people i think i talked about that in a different episode yeah yeah and like that wasn't that wasn't pretty not in depth you just said exactly that yeah it wasn't pretty like we would have to go to like the bowl was like a meeting area for certain people to buy drugs because it was kind of in the middle of nowhere it's like behind the cemetery it was dark there was no lights i think there's lights there now but it's not a worth, not worth going to skate or bike um and like people would like get beat up and stuff all the time if they didn't have money or like if people looked at us wrong we were just like that bully. We were that bully group that would just terrorize people. So um, were you were you beating people up? Like were you? Yeah, I'd, I'd hate to say that I wasn't one of those people, but I definitely was. Um, definitely went on rampage with like with the whole like beating on people that didn't have money that they owed. Um, there's a story that I usually tell um, some people, and it's like one of my most embarrassing stories. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to this week's episode. We're now on Stitcher and Google Play Music for anyone who's on an Android device. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review. If you like it, five stars. If you hate it, one. Make sure you share it with your friends either way. Tell them what you love. Tell us what you don't. Find us on Instagram at Character Podcast and follow the story there. Character this week's brought to you by F Apparel. Does your suit smell like mothballs? Does it look like you just pulled your grandpa's suit out of the closet? Is it all crinkly and stinky? If so, head on down to fapparel.com. That's ephapparel.com. And uh, what I actually did, I, I hooked up with F a couple years ago. I got a suit made for my wedding. It's pretty nice, actually. Gray purple checkered shirt purple tie and I got suits made for my best friend's wedding and his brother's wedding and I got a whole bunch of other suits made but now I don't wear suits so I still like going to F Apparel because they hook it up they give you the best service and they know what they're doing wide selection of fabrics fits and it's pretty easy when you head on down to the website what they'll do is they'll actually you can put your input your measurements, uh, make sure they're dialed in, and uh, within four weeks you'll have a custom fitting suit and you'll look 
more dapper than Dapper Don himself. So uh, if you want to upstage Al Capone, if you want to look like Donald Trump with a, a nice red tie and a navy suit, F Apparel's got you covered. Go check them out. That's ephapparel.com. Use promo code CHARACTER, C-H-A-C, however you spell character. I don't know. Just type it in. I can't spell on the fly like this. Uh, go type in character, promo code, and uh, you get 20% off. Pretty big savings if you're planning a wedding. Hook up your wedding party. Go to F Apparel. Production help from Samurai Guitarist. Make sure you go down and check out Samurai Guitarist on YouTube. The man is, uh, he's incredible. He just made a hockey stick guitar. He took two hockey sticks, bolted them together, glued them together. I don't know what he did. Put on a bridge, put on some tuning pegs, and he wailed the blues on it. So go check out Samurai Guitarist. Make sure you subscribe to his page. He's blowing up on YouTube. This week's music, intro music, is Delicate Beats, as always. Theme music by me and Molly. Songs called Disappear. Go check out their new record on Spotify. Download it from iTunes. Support them. Check them out. Meandmollymusic.com Until next week.